Mercy. Hi Meg. How you doing? I'm a lot better. We have both had the turbo cold. The turbo this last week. <laughs> indeed, indeed. indeed. Um, <laughs> happens every autumn. It does. <laughs> I'm feeling better. Um, yeah. Our voices are back and ready to speak today about personal statements. I think you've got a quiz for me. I've got this horrible feeling that you're going to make me answer questions on something, Meg. Am I right? You Put me are out right. You know, I haven't decided whether I'm just going to ask you ten questions <gasps> or make you answer ten questions in the space of a minute. Well, try, try me. Yeah, try <laughs> you. Okay, let's get a timer up then. So the quiz is about the UCAS process because today we're going to be talking about how to write a personal statement. But if you haven't even started drafting stuff yet and you still have questions about UCAS and the application process, well hopefully Nancy's going to get all these questions right and answer them for you. <laughs> so in one minute, let's start the clock now. How many UCAS choices do you get? Uh, it's, about, it's about five. Five? Correct. Yeah. Are there any exceptions to this? I think if you're doing uh, like medicine, you have to be really a lot more selective. Yes, you only get four choices mm. for medicine, veterinary science and dentistry. <laughs> I want to apply for both Oxford and Cambridge. Is that okay? No. Why isn't it? Um, I don't know. It's an old rule. They just imposed it, but you've got to pick one, apparently. Mm. I don't true. know why. It's true. When's the main UCAS deadline, circa? Well, oh, it's January. It's a really bleak time of year. True. <laughs> um, I'm applying to veterinary science. When is my deadline? Or earlier, because they need to do all the interviews and tests and things. So it's going to be like October, mid-October? Correct. Same yeah. as medicine and dentistry. Mm. Do other universities know what else I'm applying to? No, not really. Like, if anything, working at a uni has told me data is hard um, <laughs> and sharing of data is hard. So yeah, like you've got to just assume that they don't know and you can't say, I would like to study at... Law. Perfect, yes, do not mention other universities. Oh no, <laughs> no, I still had four other questions for you. I kept I kept adding context, I didn't You did, so that. did I. I didn't help you out there. Okay, well I'm gonna ask you five more questions anyway. Okay. So what's the character limit for a personal statement? Um but so those are like um letters, spaces, full stops. Can you can you play the family fortunes er noise? Because I don't know. <laughs> do you wanna ask a friend? Do you yes, ask I do. Producer Sam. How many characters can you use in a personal statement? 4,000. <laughs> um, do you know how many lines you can write for your personal statement? Is it like 100 or no? Oh. Half 40. It. 47. Oh. <laughs> Close-ish. Um, what course <laughs> might I need to do a skills test for? Oh, I've already said one, so like medicine. And also if you're doing something like primary ed, you do mm. an interview, but you also do a skills test. Yes. Um, and acting, you might have to do an audition, which is different. Oh, and music well. too, maybe. Yeah. Music as well, perfect. That was my quick fire ish quiz <laughs> for Nancy, and um, I don't think I won it though. <laughs> I think I failed. You did very well. Um, but if you have any questions about the UCAS application or like the process of it generally, you can actually just head to UCAS and they have loads of FAQ pages and oh, just yeah, information pages that even I use when I'm making like my presentations and everything like that. And I promise it's not a waste of time. Like no one's getting, <laughs> no one's getting you to do this for no reason it's whatsoever. True. It might feel like that when you're banging your head against a wall trying to write it, but mm -hmm. like you have to do this kind of stuff later. And actually going back to your personal statement to kind of look up examples of when you've done X, Y, or Z is really nice. It's a real gift to be able to do that when you're applying for like work experience on <laughs> exactly. summer holidays. Like, and I'm, it still happens. Like you just build and build and build. Mm -hmm. For sure. 
We need to introduce our two guests with us today. Oh my god, we've got guests here. I hadn't realised. Hello. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> Do you want to introduce yourself, who you are, what you study, what year you're in? Um, my name's Diana. Um, I'm in third year and I'm studying business management and entrepreneurship. My name's Addy. I'm in my second year. I'm doing creative writing and English literature. Oh, perfect. So two very different degrees there. One from the humanities, one from business law and society. And you're both very sneaky and you surprised me. I didn't realise you were here. Oh, wow. But I'm, I'm awake now. Here we go. Nancy's in the room. She's here. Right. Um, so essentially, when you're writing a personal statement, it's really important that you're showing admissions tutors and academics some really key, important skills that you'll need when you're studying at university. And I want everyone now to think back to their time in English GCSE lessons where you're told to use point evidence analysis or point evidence explain. And it's similar in your personal statement. So you'll write your point, then you'll then give a piece of evidence to back that up, and then you'll explain how that makes you the perfect candidate for the university course that you're applying to. Yes. I think we should start with love the subject you're applying to, which sounds really, really silly, but some people just forget to be really positive and confident about the subject they want to study at university in their personal statement. So over to you guys, how would you explain what evidence would you use to describe that you love the subject you're applying to? Um, in my um, personal statement I included um, work experience that I did so um, I worked at cancer research for a month I think. That was the first time I ever got to use um, like sell clothes and use the machines and stuff that they had and I just found it really like fascinating everything that they did was cool. And slowly and slowly slowly, I she let me do more stuff, the manager of the store, and that's when I started thinking I, I do really enjoy all all the little things, all the everything, the taking off the stock, um, seeing how much money we made in a day, and also it was going towards like you know a good um, good cause. So I I found it even more like motivating, and I was like, yeah, I really want to like look into this and. I want to learn more. Oh, wow. So, yeah, that was, when, that was how I started. Yeah. It's not, it's not like running a boot fair. It's a business. It's yeah. a proper business. Yeah. And, like, that, that manager is, like, judged on how much they bring in every month. They've yes. got, like, league that's, labels. That's really what she told me. She, yeah. she said, even though it is a charity, we wouldn't be working if yeah. we hadn't, if we don't manage to hit this. Mm. Yeah, that's the perfect thing to use in your personal statement, you know, experience that you've had, especially for a charity as well, that gives, like, a different edge to your personal yeah. statement, too, that you could always discuss as well. Um, amazing. And also you've got the foundations of business knowledge from doing that job, which yeah. is also something you can include in your personal statement. How about yourself? Um, I have a similar story actually, because uh, when I started um, studying English properly, uh, I actually helped out my mother teach. She used to teach an online class. This was before the pandemic, where she just used to teach an online class to a bunch of kids in a village somewhere. Mm. And at that point she said, hey, do you want to help me? So I was writing worksheets for them, oh, wow. making presentations, and at that point I realized, wow, there's so much more to English than just books. Mm. And if I learn how to do this one thing, I can expand, and I, I really fell in love with the subject at that point. That's amazing, and I love the idea of you saying, you know, it's more than just books. Mm -hmm. And that's something as well that you could expand on in a personal statement, in the Absolutely. sense of... I'm really excited to study like English literature or creative writing. It's not all about just the books you read, but how do I contribute to that writing as well, which you have amazing evidence for. Mm -hmm. Fantastic. Okay, off to a really good start. So the second one I'd say that's really important is good teamwork, which is something that you would use not just on a personal statement, but for a job application in any kind of walk of life, actually. But at university, teamwork is really important for different reasons. 
such as if you have a seminar, you want to make sure that you're speaking to your peers and everything, so it's a fun, enjoyable experience for everyone. You can work with your, your peers with presentations and so forth. So, next piece of experience, please. Um, so, for the teamwork experience, um, I was doing uh, business at GCC. Um, so, one of the things that, one of the challenges that we had to do was, um, it was a fair. So, everyone had to make or bring their own product to sell. And, you know, you just have to sell as much as possible. Um, it was all going to the One Can charity. So, great. It was a great little activity. And we had two days, um, just lunch times, to sell these products. <laughs> um, and we sold um, one pound cookies. And oh, wow. su surprisingly, they actually went so quickly <laughs> because they were cheap. And who doesn't want a cookie? So, I was going around <laughs> with a bag of cookies at lunchtime, just selling them. But we made... So in two or three days, I'm not sure exactly, but we made around five hundred pounds. So that was good. Wow, that's amazing. That's a lot <laughs> of money. So many cookies. If I was a mean job interviewer right now, I'd be like, so Diana, what was your role in that team? Yeah. But this is not a mean job interview, so I'm not going to make you like think about all of that. But I guess it's like thinking, well, how is that useful at uni? So how would yeah. that kind of like experience of pulling together and like managing it under really tricky circumstances. Yeah. So well we all had different roles um, within the team. So some of us were more focused on selling but some of us were more focused on um, baking it or yeah. some of us were more focused on oh how many did we sell? Does anyone is anyone keeping count of the money? So we had oh different uh, <laughs> roles like within us. So I was very talkative, da 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 they put me on obviously like more of a selling role and then we had other people that were a bit more quiet, but they were really good with numbers and really good at keeping uh, eye of details and stuff mm. that I would have missed out. So then we would have put a person like that <laughs> next to their accounts. So you were already yeah. doing so much better than any team on The Apprentice. <laughs> no, we we really went in hard. We thought, okay, let's let's see what we're good at, and then like use use that uh, ability in the best way we can. It's a great skill as well because at uni, if you do have class presentations and stuff, mm. you know who's best at presenting and leading, who's best at doing, you know, the the copy editing, the writing. That's a really good skill to bring to university. How about yourself, Addy? Uh, we actually had, it was not co-curricular, but it was part of our curriculum where we had to do group presentations like four times a week, um, randomly assigned groups. So you never knew who, who you'd Ooh. be working with. So you were kind of forced to sharpen your group presentation skills. I would love to know, um, I know this is like skipping ahead a little bit, but um, I was thinking that wider reading and an inquiring mind, that's one that I think is really hard unless you've actually done it. Like once you start doing that, it's fine. But before you do, you're like, I don't know, I can't just go to the library and read every book. Um, but yeah, I don't know if you guys have got anything on that kind of reading around your subject, um, thinking around it, you know, like how do you show that you're more than just someone who reads the textbook? Once you start reading, because as I've said, you've already fallen in love with the subject, mm -hmm. so any more reading is just extra reason for you to fall in love with the subject. So I was once given an essay where I had to write about essays. Oh, I had wow. to write... Yeah. That's very meta. <laughs> it is, isn't it? I had to write an essay on whether essays were an effective method of information. Oh, wow. <laughs> Could you imagine the amount of essays I had to read? Now, at the <laughs> beginning, I was like, oh, I don't know. Like, is this really nice? Mm. But the more I read, it sort of became an involuntary response, is mm. keep reading, keep reading. Because the more you read, yeah. the more information you have. 
Okay, so I think right now Meg has got a challenge for us, which is to think about what is a good personal statement, what makes a bad personal statement. Exactly. And we're relying on our ambassadors to help us here. <laughs> yes, we are. Our ambassadors who have given amazing answers so far seem like they are minor experts in personal statements, so let's really test out their knowledge now. What I'm going to do is give you three examples of personal statements. I'm going to read them out loud for you, and you're going to tell me what you would change about them, what you would critique about them, essentially what's wrong about them, okay? So the first one is... My favourite subjects have always been science and maths because there's usually a right answer to any question that is imposed. I'm a ravenous tiger feeding on maths and science to gain knowledge. I will do anything to know an answer. There's not one experience or one... Mm-hmm. What, what has made you like this subject? No, nothing. Yeah, no there's proof. no examples there, is there? No yeah. proof. No proof. <laughs> well, yeah. Ravenous tiger, really? Yeah. I mean, the, uh, English and creative writing student here saying. Well, I, I wouldn't use ravenous tiger if I was describing life of pie. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. I love that book on But no, true. So ravenous tiger is not natural language. You wouldn't say that in your day-to-day life. So don't write it in your personal statement. Mm-hmm. We want to hear about you and what you sound like. Mm-hmm. So keep it simple. And you're right, there's no evidence or examples there. So, fine, maths and science is your favourite subject, but tell us why. Yep. Yep. Is there anything else that you might change in that? I was just going to say, like, we've all written a sentence like that. Like, mm-hmm. this isn't to, like, bully anyone who's oh, no, written that. Oh, no, of course yeah. not. Sorry, ravenous tiger person. <laughs> um, but, like, you sort of have to have some distance from it and go back to it and go... Mm-hmm. Huh, okay, right, yeah, I spent too much time with my thesaurus there. Yes. Looking at the different words and trying to substitute things in. Um, But yeah, I think uh, the next example is really interesting too. Definitely. Um, But just to add to that, you wouldn't do anything to know an answer, I hope. So let's not exaggerate. I will steal. (laughs) (laughs) The second one is, I have studied physical education by myself and I've developed an interest in it. I didn't really enjoy PE classes at school, but I would like to study PE and sports science at university. I feel that the two subjects combine well with one another, and on many occasions I have found that my knowledge of one has helped me with the other. What do you reckon, Abby? The language is simple, but not too simple. Uh, It makes sense, what the person is saying makes sense, but it's too negative, and again, there's no evidence. Spot on, it's too negative. Like, it's important that you remain positive within your personal statement. You'll sound more confident if you're positive mm. as well. So if you are going to say that you didn't like PE and you, you feel it's really important that you must say that, make sure you are backing it up with a reason why. It, it made me feel a bit, hmm, I don't know. What's yeah. going on here? Yeah, yeah, I was a bit like, oh, I guess. It yeah. just it makes me feel sorry it for them because they're yeah, like, exactly. I've done PE by exactly. myself and it's just them <laughs> running around on their own. <laughs> so I'm like, yeah, it was a little well, bit of a <laughs> poor thing. <laughs> but tell me more. How has your knowledge of yeah. um, PE helped you with your your work in sports science? I'm like, how you've yes. said it helps, but like how? How and also as well, how do they combine well with one another? Mm-hmm. And this is a good shout out now to anyone thinking of doing a joint honours degree. Mm-hmm. It's really important that you explain why the two subjects work well with one another. Um, so bear that in mind. And yeah, I think the main thing here is we need to expand on things, right? They've yeah. said a lot of interesting things and you want to know more about them. So why, why, why? Remember that point, evidence, explain. Okay, the final one. Nancy, do you want to read this one? Oh, yeah. 
I maintained my close contact with biology and used different books as my references, like Science of Biology by P. Weiss and R. Keogh. I have always enjoyed presentations by Professor Richard Dawkins. When I was younger, I made use of Kingfisher Encyclopedia very often. You've cited references, but you haven't quoted anything. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. It's like you've, you've written the bibliography for your essay perfectly. You just haven't yeah. used your references. Yeah. <laughs> what about my language? Like, yeah, you're completely right there, Addy. But like, yeah, how about how I talked there? He, you wouldn't expect someone mm. of that age group to talk like that. Mm. Spot yeah. on. Yeah, exactly. You wouldn't. And also, I don't think I would say anyone to say I maintain my close contact with a book. Or biology. Or All biology, <laughs> yeah. As a whole. Exactly. Also, I want to pick out a point here saying when I was younger, I made use of Kingfisher Encyclopedia. So earlier we were talking about how you want to explain how your skills will help you at university. Yeah, I think he's taken it too far. Yeah, okay. yeah. yeah, for yeah. sure. Me too. too. Young, what do you think? Because the encyclopedia's I agree. got everything in it, right? Yeah. Encyclopedia's yeah. got everything in it. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> were you using it to like prop up your laptop? <laughs> like a doorstop or something? Exactly. And also, they've listed a couple of things here, and um, when we talk about point evidence analysis, it's normally best to use one really strong piece of evidence rather than lots and lots and not explain them mm. at all. And my final one is, now this isn't a typo properly because it's a it's a person's name, but they've put professor, now you couldn't tell because I've got a cold, but I said <laughs> Professor Richard Dawkins, like king as in kings and queens, and Richard Dawkins is I-N-S instead of with a G oh. in it. And like if you were applying for a biology course or an ethics course or anything, you know, people know who this guy is and if you've gone Professor Richard Dawkins, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. You might look at it in five years' time and go, oh, yeah. <laughs> let myself off, down. Better off not including it, just. Or doing a spell check. So get someone <laughs> else to spell check. Yeah, 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 yeah proofreading yeah. is probably the biggest make sure you do mm. before you submit. But make sure you're not getting a, you know, a teacher, parent, carer, or friend to write yeah. it for you. You know. We want to hear you, they definitely get them to proofread it. <laughs> Before we move on to our next section with our student ambassadors, I want to quickly talk through the structure of a personal statement. So there should be five or six different sections to your personal statement. These will be your introduction, your academic achievements, work experience, extracurricular or supercurricular activities slash awards, and a conclusion. Now your introduction should be about 10% of your full personal statement and here you're telling us why you want to study the course, what interests you have in the subject area, and what aspirations you have further to university study. You don't need to know what you want to do after university, but just give us an idea of why you're doing the course and where this might take you. You will then talk about your academic achievements. Now, how big this section will be will depend on what degree you're going to do. If you're applying for a degree which is research heavy or independent study oriented, where you have to ask questions and write lots of essays, academics are going to want to see how you've already used these skills at sixth form and at college in the A-levels or BTEC you're currently studying, which related to the subject. And also, have you done any further reading in your subject of interest? And we have already spoken about this in a previous section on the podcast. You will then talk about your work experience. Now, work experience is where you write about any skills you've gained from employment or volunteering, which will help you prepare for university level study. And you wanna make sure that you're relating this work experience directly to your degree. So as you've already heard Diana speak about, she worked in a charity shop 
and saw how a business operates um, firsthand. So she can use that when applying to her business course. Um, or if you're applying to do medicine or nursing, you might want to talk about times that if you shadowed nurses or doctors, or if you want to be a teacher, have you spent any time in a classroom shadowing a teacher? For courses such as medicine or dentistry or nursing or teaching or acting, you want to talk more probably about your work experience or equal amount about your work experience to your academic achievements. This is normally important because these sort of courses ask as a requirement that you do have some sort of experience in the area, or they're also really competitive areas. So showing that you have done some work experience or volunteering outside of your lessons will only put you ahead of the game. In your extracurricular or your supercurricular activity section, this is where you write about any other experience which applies to the course you're applying to. So talk about the different awards or DOV or anything like that you, that you've done. You just want to make sure that whatever other experience you are talking about does apply to the course you are applying to. And finally, your conclusion should be one or two sentences, which basically says why you should be offered the place. What makes you the perfect candidate? Can you remind admission tutors in one line what you've explained during your personal statement, which makes you the best candidate for the course you're applying to? Thank you so much, Addy and Diana, for joining us today. But before you leave, I want to do a quick fire quiz with you. Because you're at uni, you're learning right now. Exactly, yeah. exactly. Got to keep you on your toes. Mm -hmm. um, so there are loads of frequently used starting sentences for personal statements. And I've picked some from 2015 because that actually gives you the number of the time they were used. Um, but they're pretty similar throughout the different years when UCAS released their data. So I'm going to read you some lines and you've got to guess how many applicants use those phrases word for word. So the first one is, from a young age, I've always been interested in. Word for word, how many times do you think applicants use that? Yeah. 2,500 at least. Oh no, lower than that, thankfully, but not much lower. Mm. Which is also not great. <laughs> 23,000? No, lower. 20,000. Lower. <laughs> 17. Thousand. Yes, very close. It's 1,000, you said 1,700, did you mean? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. 1,779. Now that's the highest and most frequently used mm. one, okay? But the next one's my favourite. Yeah, so the next one is, for as long as I can remember, oh. I have always liked, how many or times? Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. 827. Higher. <laughs> Whoa, okay. Yeah, I know, it's a lot, right? That is bad. That is very bad. Wow. <laughs> It is. It's 1,451. So oh, again, a really, yeah. really popular one to start with. Okay, I'm going to mix up. I'm going to go through. This one will be lower. Mm -hmm. um, another really, really popular one is, I've always been passionate about... Blah. Blah. Mm. Oh, 150. Yeah, 150. I know. Oh. oh, my. That's not too bad. There's over 300 higher education providers in the UK. So if 160 people are using oh. that same phrase... Yeah. You know, it does put it into perspective. Oh, they're all seeing it. They're, they're all seeing, seeing it. They're all seeing that opening and sentence. each year as well, after year, after year. After year. So, so actually, an important thing here to mention is plagiarism. Mm. Do either of you know what plagiarism is, being as you're both? Yeah, yes. do you want to explain that? Oh. Plagiarism is basically where you claim someone else's intellectual property is your own. 
Mm. It's where you blatantly copy someone's work in your essays. Mm -hmm. And there's filters now to catch that. Exactly. And UCAS is called Copy Catch. Mm -hmm. Um, So if you copy somebody's work or you go onto Google and type best opening sentence for biology degree, probably, as we know, a thousand other people Mm. could have done that. And now if you're listening to this and you've got your personal statement draft in front of you, and you're like, oh no, I've used one of these phrases. Don't worry, my top tip for you is to have a look at what your second sentence is. Oh, yeah. Or what your la- last line is. I used to do this in essays all the time. I would probably just move around my introduction and put another sentence first because that sentence is more likely going to be unique. A lot of personal statements start with that, but then the second sentence is normally something like, this specific thing I liked. So just Which put is, that first. It's what you need to say. Exactly, get straight yeah. into it. Yeah. Um, and that's absolutely fine. Well, congratulations, guys. I'm afraid we have no prizes other than um, (laughs) fame and the credit on this podcast. Yes, great guessing skills. That's good enough for me. (laughs) Fantastic. Thank you both so, so much. What would be your number one top tip for someone writing a personal statement? To remember. Just to remember. To remember. It is to just keep reading it and like pass it around to as many people as possible. Yes. Because the amount of typos that are proper words, but you've used them wrong. (laughs) True, (laughs) true. It is astonishing. (laughs) Yeah, I think mine would just be, yeah, keep positive. We mentioned this in the um, podcast today, but Mm. just keep it positive, keep it happy, be excited and and don't worry about being fake yeah. because people really worry about that they they're like but I'm not happy all the time it's like it's okay it's okay can... that's fine <laughs> we're just asking you to like project the best version of yourself that you are you exactly know? exactly well my final my final word because I've decided I have a final word today <laughs> We are actually recording this episode during Dyslexia Awareness Week in the UK, um, which is between the 4th of October and the 10th of October. So I've had a really interesting time looking up resources that could be helpful. And if you're a person with dyslexia or dyscalculia and you are writing a personal statement, that could be a bit stressful if you find that kind of thing tricky. But there are lots of bits of resources of help on the UCAS website anyway. And also the British Dyslexia Association has a lot going on online and their website is bdadyslexia.org.uk. They also have a really good impartial helpline service, which you can call on 0333 405 4567, or you can just email their helpline address, helpline at bdadyslexia.org.uk, and we'll pop that in the show notes. We shall do. Mm-hmm. Fantastic. We can't wait to see you guys next week. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to us today. Make sure you subscribe to us wherever you get your podcasts. If you like what you hear, please do leave a review as it helps people find us. You can follow us on Facebook, Twitter, TikTok or Instagram at Your St Mary's. We love answering questions. So if any, please do get in touch at unicastpodcast at stmaries.ac.uk. Thank you.